0: It's time to get informed and inspired. This is Saturday Morning Live, sponsored by Asset Advisors, LLC, and Linden Sheet Metal on KGMI, News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham, and KGMI.com. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. Opinions and information expressed are those of the host and or sponsors and do not necessarily reflect those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio
1: Group.
2: Welcome to Saturday Morning Live. I'm Ashley Button showing your host this morning. And this morning I've got Councilmember Ben Boss on with me. And later on we'll have Dan Purdy, who is running for county executive, join us. So, Ben, you are running for re-election. You've been on the county council for four years. Good morning. How are you?
3: I'm wonderful. How are you?
2: I'm doing great. You know, uh, I'm a little tired this morning because I was out late last night because, of course, I was at the Linden football game. So, I have to give a shout out to Linden, my son's a senior this year. They had an awesome win in literally the last couple seconds. So, good job, Linden, and good job to all you other football teams out there. So, uh, this morning, we're going to get into some of the issues of the county and um, I think this morning the first one I want to talk about is was just at the county council, and it has to do with the assessor's office, which I want to point out the assessor is running unopposed. again, Which is shocking to it, me. It's so shocking. Yes. Yeah, and, and so um, let's jump into that. Ben, tell me a little bit. This affects rural landowners, correct?
3: Yeah, so um, I think it's well known that ag land... Uh, gets sort of a break on their taxes mm-hmm. um so to uh, open it's the open space process you you have ag open space you have open space open space and and basically i think the thought process is there is that these areas benefit the county um on a whole and so that's why their taxes are slightly reduced mm-hmm. um what <clears throat> apparently what's what's being claimed is that uh, for the last X amount of years, the entirety of the program, uh, the previous assessor was doing it wrong, and um, our current assessor is going to correct that. Uh, The problem is, is that correction um, is, I think it's about 600 parcels, Okay, um, is going to uh from the one example we s- were given it looked like it was going to be like eight times the increase
2: on uh, property taxes.
3: Yes. Yeah.
2: Is that is that's, and that's just the county property taxes it doesn't increase anything anything else? No. It's not going to go along with any well, it, fire it, it, or it or has
3: what? no it has to do with your assessed value. Okay. I basically the problem was um par- the entire parcel was being discounted mm-hmm. um, for the assessment and the way what's being told to us is the first acre mm-hmm. and the home don't get the discount. It's the rest of the ag land. So basically it's it's greatly impacting smaller parcels in the ag land. So like say you are R10A, mm-hmm. um, you're going to see a massive increase in your assessed value, which will then increase your tax burden.
2: So, can she just do this, or does this have to be voted on by the council?
3: She can just do this.
2: Okay. And was there any warning to landowners that this was coming?
3: I don't believe they've been warned yet.
2: Hmm. So, this is their warning. Yes. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Um. So, uh, and on your farmer.
3: I am, and uh, actually, my the parcel that my house is on is R10A, so nope. I can't wait to see it.
2: Okay. So, I, uh, can can farmers i mean i guess i don't really i'm not have looked at this too much to see what this increase is going to be is this going to be one lump sum that they're going to have to pay for or is it going to gradually over a period of time
3: nope it'll show up uh the a sixth of the county gets reassessed every year mm-hmm. with a site visit and so as you come up in the in the process you'll you'll get nailed
2: okay All right, so like I said, she's running unopposed. Yeah. So maybe we should pay attention to that one a little bit more in the future. Um, I think I'm going to have Keith Willenauer on next time to talk about this and see (laughs) how he thinks maybe he was doing things wrong. Uh, Pretty smart guy, that that one. Yeah.
3: Well, uh, you know, I'm up for re-election, so we'll talk about it a little bit. But um, one of the things I cautioned about him four years ago when I ran was uh, we don't need more activists mm-hmm. in elected positions and without taking aim entirely we have quite a few activists we, in elected positions we
2: do and we have some running again yeah, this year absolutely yeah yeah well you know um how, let's I think we're gonna take a break here in a sec but uh, tell me uh, Ben if people are interested in your campaign where can they go to find out more about you
3: yeah uh, Facebook. Uh, Facebook, vote yep. Vote Ben Ellenboss is my Facebook page. Uh, I have a website, ellenboss4council.com, the number four. Okay. Um, you could call my cell phone. That's If you Google me, you'll find it. Okay. Or uh, just hit me up when okay. you see that big silver diesel driving down the road.
2: Oh, and and come to council. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Come to council.
3: You can, you can always find me. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. All right. Well, while we're at break, go ahead and look Ben up. And, and maybe maybe if you guys have questions you want to call this morning, let us, let us know. All right. We'll come right back.
4: Hi, it's Scott from Northwest Sleep Solution in Fairhaven. You know, I've sold mattresses in Bellingham and Washington County for a lot of years now. And I got a call from a lady the other day that was asking about our selection. She wanted one of these memory foam beds in a box you can get online and we don't carry that. And she says, well, how do you have the best selection? So I explained to her the best selection often means not only what you do carry, but what you don't carry as well. And so at Northwest Sleep, rather than memory foam, we carry Tempur-Pedic as the highest rated mattress on the planet. Rather than some of the generic coil beds out on the market, we carry Beautyrest, the invented of the pocketed coil. We carry things that we believe in and we don't carry things we don't. So come see us at Northwest Sleep Solutions on the corner of 10th and McKenzie and Ferry Avenue.
5: Northwest Sleep Solutions, the solution for a good night's sleep.
4: Do you have a lawnmower, a tractor? construction equipment if so you need to visit meridian equipment in laurel meridian equipment is a family business that services and sells all makes and models of agricultural construction and material handling equipment they have the oils fluids and hardware that you need need a battery they stock interstate and optima batteries for everything from heavy duty off-road to lawn and garden Meridian Equipment, open weekdays from 8 to 5 and Saturdays from 8 till
0: noon on Guide Meridian in Laurel. We don't have the usual traffic jams that they have in the big city, but sometimes things happen to snarl everything up. Depend on KGMI to keep you cruising to your destination with KGMI Traffic Alerts. We'll tell you where the trouble spots are, and if you see problems on the road, give us a call at 360-676-5464 so we can spread the word. KGMI News Talk 790 965 FM and KGMI.com.
6: The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group.
2: Welcome back to Saturday Morning Live. Again, I'm Ashley Button your host this morning. I've got Councilmember Ben Boss here with me, and he is running for re-election. Ben's been on the council for four years. So we we're just talking about the assessor and, and some stuff that she's rolling out. Um, speaking of rolling things out, Ben, I kind of want to touch on um, emergency ordinances and uh, how how you feel those have gone in the last couple of years and how maybe there's been some, I don't know if abuse is the right word, but let's talk about it.
3: Well, yeah, so I, I was elected and uh, i took office and about 2 months later here comes emergency order after emergency order after emergency order up to and including not allowing you the people to participate in the public process mm-hmm. when everything went virtual and i was i was adamant that we did only the basics of um government only what it took to run our government no nothing extra we're not we're not going to bring stuff in when people can't show up and participate well that creeped quite a bit in the 2 years or whatever it was that we were mm-hmm. held out of council chambers and so um one of the things in our county charter we have a uh, we have seven council members and we can bring up um, typically there's a process that you go for through for an ordinance um 2 weeks you know, it, it gets brought up in one meeting, introduced, and then two weeks later is when we consider it. And that gives people time to participate. For a regular non-emergency ordinance. For a regular ordinance. non-emergency ordinance. Most of the time, it's longer than that. Well, I think a light went on for some of these folks when they learned how emergency ordinance worked. If, um you don't have to have that public input. You can bring something up same day, get it passed, get it signed, and bada boom, bada bing, we're, we're in. Mm-hmm. And those things were done, and they were tried, and some of them were appropriate at the time. Um, but I think I saw a light bulb go on in the majority's mind. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could do this. What? And, and since then, I've seen, well... It's not undefined in our county charter what an emergency is. Right. So who gets to define what the emergency is? And, you know, the thing I can see is, well, we have a climate emergency. Mm-hmm. And so we need to do this, this, and this. Well, right now that's hard to do with, uh, I will call it, a four-three split of Bellingham-centric activists and the three of us that live in the real world and have jobs and live under the ordinances we pass mm-hmm. and so um, my election in four years ago was uh, a real buzzkill for the bellingham centric mindset because they weren't able to pass things five to two anymore right I remember the first time they did it and I voted no and I remember a council member looking over at another <laughs> council member going "dang it he's here." And he votes no. And I vote no often. Uh-huh. If you pay attention, I vote no often.
2: And you're pretty vocal.
3: I so can not, be vocal. Yeah, not
2: only, not only do you vote no, but you tell him why.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, I always tell people I'm not a real good politician because I say things the way I see them with little regard for how it's going to affect public opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I always thought maybe I'd be a one-termer just for that, but it seems to endear people to me because— even the ones that don't like me are like, well, you do, you do speak the truth and we got to appreciate that. Yeah. And, the way you see it.
2: Well, and I think, you know, we've seen some council members that will um, kind of go off the rails and, and <laughs> storm out of the room or off the Some the council screen. members are one council member. <laughs> yeah. One. I, I tend to
3: get under his skin when I speak the truth as I see it, because I think it rains on his parade and I'll give you a great example of that was the when Council Member Donovan decided it would be a good idea to ask for a charter amendment to change the way that our sheriff is put in place, take it away from the people, and put it in the administration's hands. There's only one county that's done that, and that's King County, and I don't think we want to do the things the way King County does it.
2: No, absolutely not. So with the emergency ordinances, I know we saw... There was at one point where I believe it was Skagit County and decided that they were going to try to um, put forth civil fines for anyone who left their house without wearing a mask. <laughs> and when you pay attention, because like you said, they'll try to bring things same day, shove them down and make them happen. And so when the people pay attention and we did on this one, it and came in hordes to tell them, no, they were like, whoa, we whoa, wait, wait, were just kidding. We didn't. We weren't gonna actually propose that, except they were.
3: Yeah, they were. It was written up. Yep, it was there. So, so then the ordinance was there.
2: Absolutely. And so then we caught Red Brown, bold face in a lie, because he was absolutely gonna do it. And so we had, you know, people send him emails, and and he didn't run again. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but I'd sure like to think maybe it, he didn't like the fact that people were paying attention all of a sudden.
3: Full disclosure, I gotta tell you, Red Brown's probably one of my best friends. No, but I I I will. Say that him and I don't always agree on things, and the nice thing I appreciate appreciate about Rudd is that he can hear the criticism, take the criticism, and reflect back on it.
2: Well, he's a smart guy. I give him that. He's really smart, but I think we had him that time. So, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I would I would trade Red Brown for some current county council members in a heartbeat right now. So uh, I'd
3: great. trade him for almost all of them. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs>
2: Yeah. So, you know, with these emergency ordinances, I agree with you on the climate stuff because it seems like that's kind of the next um, emergency. And I'm not saying that there isn't concern and that we shouldn't be good stewards of our environment because we absolutely should. Um, But I I think, you know, with this whole cutoff of natural gas and wanting to go 100 percent electric on everything like right now, um, we can't handle that. First of all, our grid can't handle it.
3: Well, yeah. So one of (laughs) what. That's, I the other day I equated it to, to um, we our house is on fire. Mm-hmm. You know we've got things like, uh, fentanyl, drug addiction, homelessness, affordable housing issues. Yeah, our house is on fire right now, but we're worried about the lawn. You right. know, like we've got council members bringing up, uh, hey, let's put together a a committee to look at our logging practices that DNR manages, like, hey, we have a process for this. We already have a committee. We have a forest advisory committee. Mm -hmm. And the DNR is very good at managing our forests. Well, they're better at it. I'll say this. They're better at it than the Whatcom County Council is. Mm -hmm. We need to stay in our lane, focus on things, the basics, and we would be much more productive and have better outcomes. The problem is is everybody's looking to do things that feel good in the name of the climate crisis yes. instead of doing what we can do well, it's I, have no pro- I have no problem with uh doing things that are environmentally sound. I mean, I went to Huxley College of the Environment for mm-hmm. crying out loud. I'm a farmer if i don't if I don't care for my land, it won't be there in the future like right. the environment is you know number one in my book for a lot of reasons, Mm -hmm. but I never put it above people. Right. And I think that we do that often in the state of Washington and particularly in Whatcom County.
2: Yeah. And well, we can get into more about the environment and well, I think how homelessness plays a factor in harming the environment. But let's talk about the county council and doing their job. So let's talk about, we talked about this a little bit last time you were on, you call it pork barrel spending. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about how they like to roll everything into one big bundle. Yep. And 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 let's dive into it just a little bit more before we go on break.
3: So again, when I first got elected four years ago, I started getting these packets and they had like 1,300 pages in them. I get them on a Friday, I have to vote on them on a Tuesday. There'd be 18, 19, 20 different budget items in there, all of them different. Mm -hmm. It would be like ballistic vests for the sheriff's department, um, you know, spending for the, just any, any, any array of spending all out of different budgets and Mm -hmm. completely unrelated. And I have a choice of yes or no on this entire package. Well, I might think that ballistic vests are important for the sheriff's department, so I might want to vote yes on that. However, sometimes I don't want to vote yes on the other budget items, mm-hmm. and but I don't have a choice. I can only vote yes or no on the entire package. And so I started asking the administration, can you bring forward these, if these budget items, they should be able to stand alone. Mm-hmm. So bring them forward that way. And for four years, I've been asking to do that. And for four years, it hasn't changed. And so when I get a budget amendment that has an item that I don't think we should be spending money on, I vote no on the entire package. Um, I have yet to see a budget amendment come through, not pass. Uh, our our administration knows that.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: The bureaucrats, the folks that work from Whatcom County know that. And they're unprepared when they come and present to us. We've had items that were $1.2, $1.5 million. The question was specifically asked to staff, what are we spending this money on? And they said, yeah, I should know that. I'll get back to you on it. Okay, well, when you get back to us, we'll vote on it. Well, actually, this this is time sensitive, so can we vote now? Can we vote now? (laughs) And it passed. And I'm like, what are we doing? This is absolutely insane. But that's what happens.
2: Mm -hmm. And and so... This is, I think they take the lead, like I said um, to you before, is this like a national problem, right? So we have these national budgets where it's like, there's some great things in here, but like a whole bunch of spending that do not help the American people.
3: Right, yeah, and, but I mean, do we want to just follow the national leader? Can we do it better? No. I think we can do it Absolutely. better. Absolutely. It would be very easy. These budget items are cut and paste. These ordinances are cut and paste. Each one of these items should be able to stand alone. Um, and if they sh- if they can't, then we should expose them, and that's our job as council. We mm-hmm. heard- we hold the purse strings. We are saying yes or no on spending your money because this is not Whatcom County government's money. This is your money, mm-hmm. and it's my job to say yes or no on how we spend it. And let me tell you, people are people are like, well, we got to pass this new tax for this jail, and I am always like, well, if you could add up everything I voted no on, we could have paid for this jail over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. There's that much spending that is on what I would that I think the majority of Whatcom County is not getting a return on investment.
2: All right. We're going to take a break and come back and talk about the jail and welcome Dan Purdy. So we will be right back.
1: My daughter, she's six years old now. Well, soon to be. She's she's she a go get him and she has a she's a boss lady. I have her operating some of her little businesses, candy business, and she loves it. Daddy, daddy, um, let's go to work. Let's go see if we need to fill up the machines with candy and let's collect my money because I want to go to Disneyland. (laughs) Beautiful. I love that little girl. I like her heart. She'll come in and she'll offer lunch to the employees, and then she'll come to me and be like, hey, dad, need your credit card. (laughs) You know what? It's something that I would do myself, so I have no problem. Here's the credit card, honey. Go buy the the sales guy some lunch, and that's what she does. She comes in here and she pretends she owns the place, and matter of fact, she does. But it's fun. It's fun to see her develop her leadership at an early age.
5: Xavier Cortez is the owner of Bellingham Nissan, part of the Cortez Auto Group.
3: This is Dick Donahue with Asset Advisors, and I'm sharing with you a very exciting announcement. I have made the decision to rejoin LPL Financial Services. I originally joined what was then Private Ledger in December of 1981 as one of about 300 representatives. I rejoin them now with over 21,000 representatives, over $1.3 trillion under management, and LPL is now part of the S&P 500 Index. In addition to discussing the latest financial news each week on Wealth Wake Up here on KGMI, I will share with you some of the reasons for this decision. Please join us at 11 a.m. each Saturday for our live Wealth Wake Up show or our 9
0: a.m. show on Sunday mornings here on KGMI. The opinions voiced in this show, program, podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable to you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. In the shop. It makes me sad. It makes me uncomfortable to have to say,
3: yeah, well, it is a nice car. Love the color of the paint. You know, the seats feel great.
0: Kirk from Angler, Brian from Dr. Johns, and Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. You need 10,000 bucks worth of repairs. Join them on In the Shop, 9 to 10 a.m. every Saturday on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio.
6: Harness the power of the sun,
4: reduce your carbon footprint, and save on your energy bills. You can now go solar
6: with West Mechanical, heating, air conditioning, and electrical.
0: Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. CBS News brief Tropical Storm Ophelia is moving inland after making landfall on North Carolina's outer banks. The power outage numbering up there and in Virginia as the region gets soaked. Hurricane Center specialist John Cangelosi.
5: For North Carolina and Virginia, it looks pretty clear starting on Sunday, but especially by later Sunday, and then for the mid Atlantic, everything looks looks clearer by Monday.
0: A possible government shutdown is a week away, but lawmakers who could avert it have gone home for the weekend. CBS's Christina Ruffini.
5: There are roughly 2.2 million federal employees. Some might be furloughed temporarily and other essential workers will have to keep coming in, but without a paycheck.
0: Two of the big three automakers have had strikes against them. Expand CBS's Michael George.
5: Ford was spared from further strike action Friday after the union said it had made good progress in talks, including securing cost of living and job protections. CBS
0: News Brief. I'm Peter King.
2: Welcome back to Saturday Morning Live. I'm your host this morning, Ashley Button and I have Councilmember Ben Ellenboss with me. We've been chatting about county issues. And I'd also like to welcome Dan Purdy, running for County Council Executive. Welcome, Dan.
6: Hi. Good morning, Ashley. Good morning, Ben. Hey, Dan.
2: Good morning. All right. So, Dan, you are running. This is your first time. And um, while we while we listen here, why don't you go ahead and tell people where they can find more information about you? What's your website?
6: My website is danpurdy.com.
2: Perfect. Okay, so we're going to jump in and talk about the jail a little bit more. So we ended with Ben um, on the jail, and we were talking about all that port barrel spending and, and how we spend money on things that maybe aren't necessary uh, to the problems at hand. And Ben was talking about how he could uh, we could have funded the jail had we not done some unnecessary spending. So let's talk about the jail, Ben. What, um, you have voted no against some things on the jail and then you kind of changed your vote at the end or tell us the details about that.
3: Yeah. So, um. The
2: timeline of how we, how we got there.
3: We've been working on what this jail, uh, plan has, it was going, was going to be for quite some time. And, um, if you pay attention, I do vote No more than any other council member. I feel it's my job to actually vote Uh no. Um, you got to convince me to vote yes. Uh, So my default position is no. Um,
2: It's a hard one to remember.
3: (laughs) And so uh, this plan has evolved over time. Um, I have great concern about it. Mm -hmm. Um, However, it's good enough, it will be effective, and I'm I'm advocating for people to vote yes on it. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I will caveat with the fact that if we don't have the appropriate leadership in place, Absolutely. this could end up as more of the same, mm-hmm. of us just throwing money at a problem, expecting a better result. Um, we've seen how that works with, say, the public schools. Yep. Um, but- Throwing money at a problem doesn't always give you a better result. Uh, I voted yes when we got down to it because I think with the right people in place and leadership positions on the council, in in the executive's office, in the sheriff's department, Mm -hmm. I think that this plan will be incredibly effective. I'm a huge advocate for not just throwing people away and you know, throwing people in jail and throwing away the key. Right. I, I'm 100% behind the uh, other services that we're going to be able to offer, and I hope that the rest of the communi- community gets behind that as well because I do believe that people can change over time. But you have to have the threat of the jail in order to make people –
2: Absolutely. You're, Take you're, the
3: help that we're going to have available for them. Right. Otherwise, they're just going to default to what they have been defaulting to, mm-hmm. and we've seen how that's worked. You know, when 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 jail when when drugs became not illegal mm-hmm. with the court case, we saw what happened. Yes, we did not get better outcomes, um, and we see that a lot with our approach to to these types of things and in in County and in Washington State. Well you know we'll we'll take the housing first model that mm-hmm. everybody talks about well we have housing first with the 22 north model and it's been a train wreck right there has to be accountability i always th- i always look at these issues from my perspective which is as a father like would i do this with my child would i allow my child to just live on the street and inject themselves with whatever or smoke whatever no i would never allow that so why would i why would i have take a different approach to someone else's child
2: right why would your compassion be any different exactly mm-hmm.
3: and and i i i can't separate it yeah um and so the the bellingham centric solution that hasn't worked um I, i'm i'm not a fan of perpetuating
2: right it, and it's definitely starting to i'm not starting but we're seeing a breakdown a, a different definite breakdown in in our society, when it comes to homelessness and crime, we now see that that is the top, the two top issues here in Whatcom County that our people are most worried about. And, and believe it or not, in Bellingham, they're worried about it. Um, I think, you know. But
3: watch them elect more of the same.
2: Right. And, and they and It boggles my mind. It boggles my mind, too. It, it You know, but the first step towards recovery is admitting there's a problem. <laughs> So there's that, (laughs) you know, so, um, you know, let's, let's talk about the, um, the homelessness and, and Dan, you know, you've just recently rolled out, you've got a hundred day plan and, and so, yeah, let, let's talk about what, what is Dan's plan? You're, you have said you're going to be a a man of action, less, less talk, more action. So tell me what, what do you want to do when it comes to homelessness?
6: Well, the first thing is we have to have an honest conversation about what homelessness is mm-hmm. and where we're heading with that. Um, you know, it's a multifaceted, complex problem, and it requires a comprehensive solution. And it's not just in Bellingham, but it's throughout the county. Uh, on the campaign trail, you meet lots and lots of folk, and there are uh, all kinds of opinions on this. And from my perspective, we need to... Balance carefully. Balance our compassion with misguided compassion.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: Uh, there's a lot of different ways that we can throw money at solutions, like Ben is talking about. But if they're ineffective, then we really are going in the wrong direction. Uh, homelessness increased 27% between 2022 and 2023 under the existing administration. And and I've been in forums and debates where uh, you, you know most of the candidates are. Saying that, hey, it, it happened. It wasn't my fault. There's all of these, you know, conflagrants of issues and such. But um, in a leadership position, you take ownership of these problems and you solve them.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know, in the role of executive, there there absolutely has to be some and a lot of leadership on this and and accountability. And if you cannot solve these problems or work towards solving them, then you need to be held accountable um ben homelessness spending the council we spend a lot of money like a lot absolutely and i mean it's so much they didn't even bother researching on how much it is because i'd have to watch a lot of video and go through a lot of paperwork so uh, how have we has the problem got any better in any direction that you can see right now
3: no absolutely not as dan pointed out it's it's like, like I said, we've always heard like, oh, this, these are the solutions and if we could just do this mm-hmm. and implement this, this bold new th- way of thinking, everything will get better. Well, w- we moved towards that utopia um, during COVID and over the last few years in Washington State and it didn't get better. In fact, it got worse and it got worse in a hurry. It was like a finger snapped and it yep. got worse. And so um you know there I think most people scratch their head at these solutions mm-hmm. um and and I think even folks that have that Bellingham centric mindset uh but the problem is is like I said we have we have activists that are elected we have activists that show up to council um and that's the opinion that people hear And so those are the those are the solutions that get brought forward. Like I see edits being made on documents that council members bring forward, and these edits you can track the edits and see who made them, Mm -hmm. and they're well known activists in the count in 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 Wakam County that are making these edits on our documents because somebody's giving them access to it, and the I'm not saying that. I don't collaborate with people in the community, community mm-hmm. because I do. However, um, it's typically, I'm not typically not collaborating with the people who will receive the money right. once it's passed. And when I say activists, I'm talking when we, when we were going over the jail ordinance, there were people that showed up, spoke their mind, yelled F you, but literally said it to us council members, flipped us up, off as they were walking away, and on the back of their shirt, it said, free them all, and they pointed at their shirt as they walked away. So that's the mindset of the folks that were involved in creating this ordinance. That's the mindset of the folks who are, are sitting up there on council, possibly. Um, and I, don't, I, I, I doubt 70 or 80% of the people Mm -hmm. In Bellingham, believe that freeing them all is the solution. No. Yet we continually vote for people who are taking input from or letting that be the deciding factor on how we're going to solve these problems in Whatcom County.
2: Right, because your average person is not paying attention. Your average person isn't paying attention to elections. They're not paying attention to the council. They're not. they They think, well, they can just elect people and go let them do their job. They're going to fix everything, and that's that's just not how it works. You have to pay attention just a little bit, even if it's maybe just to this radio show, so that you can learn a little bit about what's going on. But, but Dan, um, you know, it, if you're elected executive. What do you say? I mean, we've reached a level, and I'd seen here on the City Hall downtown, the homelessness camp is building up again, and I'm, I'm not sure if it's going to hit the level that it was where they were literally camping out on the steps of City Hall, but as executive, are, do you, are you looking to crack down on crime and homelessness? I mean, they go hand in hand. I'm not saying all ho- homelessness leads to crime. Um, but we see an uptick in mental health, especially after COVID. We see a, a lot of crime going up. And what, are you going to be tough on crime?
6: Absolutely. In fact, you mentioned earlier the 100-day plan. And, um, you know, the first two of the six items are uh, creating an actionable plan to tackle homelessness in Whatcom County. And then we also want to implement targeted crime prevention strategies. Um, You know, these folks who are living out on the street, living rough, um, they need to be placed into housing programs. They've got to receive some kind of comprehensive support, which I believe involves mental and behavioral health services, addiction treatment, uh, and even job and life skills training. Mm -hmm. To to Ben's point, uh, there's got to be some type of restorative measure Mm -hmm. in which they are able to uh, get back on their feet after they've served. But um, for others who are going to do our citizens harm and our residents... Uh, in Whatcom County harm, they need to be incarcerated, which is why that jail ordinance is so important.
2: So yeah, and you know, with the jail, I mean, if if people know that they can get away with crimes, then they're gonna continue to commit them. And and so what I mean, you're so you're in support of the jail, Dan?
6: I'm absolutely in favor of the new jail.
2: Okay. And and so how how do we, um, you know, so if there's a jail, and we need a jail not just for crime, you know, putting people in jail who deserve to be in jail, but also because of the fact that it is not safe for those who are being housed, for those who work there. There there are multiple reasons why we need a new jail. Um, but the mental health, go ahead, well, Ben.
3: Yeah, just, uh, th- that just triggered my mind is like the majority of the folks in the jail mm-hmm. have not been convicted of a crime yet. right. And so if you've ever taken a tour of our jail, Mm -hmm. imagine if you were in there and you hadn't been convicted of a crime.
2: Yeah, and I I highly recommend people take a tour of the jail. I don't know if if tours are still going on, but you should look up and see if if tours are going on because it is mind-blowing to see the conditions. Um, We're going to take a break real quick. We'll be right back.
5: Decisions, decisions. Whether it's choosing your dinner spot or picking the perfect show to stream, even the simplest choices can be challenging. Hi, I'm Brad Barron, CEO at Barron Heating, AC, Electrical and Plumbing. And today, I'm thrilled to introduce something that'll make your whole home comfort decisions a breeze. Barron's new upfront pricing. Whether you need heating, cooling, solar or plumbing, we've taken our whole home approach to the next level. We've taken out the guesswork in our estimating process. No surprises, no compromises, just clear and straightforward upfront pricing. Our home performance experts will provide you with accurate knowledge on the spot, allowing you to easily choose the right products that meet your comfort, health, and efficiency needs all within your budget. And with our buyer's guide, we'll help you navigate your project decisions with ease. Right now, we have cooling options for as low as $99 per month and add a furnace for just $30 more. Call Baron today. Farron, your full-service HVAC, electrical, and plumbing contractor. Our mission, improving lives.
4: At Carpet Liquidators, our warehouses are full of brand name carpet and flooring, like Mohawk Smart Strand Forever Clean. During September, to help us support National Preparedness Month, purchase any flooring product and we'll donate 10% on select retail sales to Northwest Disaster Search Dogs and Cascadia Search Dogs. 10% to help train search and rescue dogs to find the lost and missing. Carpet Liquidators, locally owned since 1988, with seven Western Washington locations. And now open in Lacey.
2: Comes the sun, Welcome back to Saturday Morning Live. I'm your host, Ashley button Show, I have got Councilmember Ben Ellen Boss on with me and Dan Purdy. Uh, ben is running for re-election to the county council, and Dan Purdy is running for the county executive role. So, Dan, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about your 100-day plan that you've just launched. Uh, why don't you walk through um, the? So, you've got you've got a bunch of steps here. So let's walk through your 100-day your plan. Um, but before you do that, you've, your, your overarching theme for your campaign has been PACE. So touch on that first and then walk us through your 100-day plan.
6: Sure. So against the backdrop of the things that are most important to the residents of the county and even the state, um, PACE is an acronym for public safety, accountability, and fiscal responsibility, uh, reducing the cost of living, And then having more sensible environmental policies. Mm -hmm. So under that backdrop and that framework, my 100-day plan has six points. Uh, I mentioned the first two, which is uh, creating an actionable plan to tackle homelessness in the county. Um, The second one was to implement those targeted crime prevention strategies. Uh, The third is making it easier to do business in Whatcom County. Um, We have a really tough time with um, small business and medium-sized businesses doing well and we want to attract more uh, business into our county. The fourth one is around improving the safety conditions in our current jail. Uh, Regardless if we pass this in uh, November, we still need to make improvements to the current jail. We kind of touched upon the inhumane conditions for both the incarcerated persons and our corrections bureau and staff that are, uh, you know, living incarcerated with them at the same time. Uh, I also want to take a full review of Whatcom's permitting process. Uh, it's broken for the residents and it's really difficult to do what you need to do with your property as an American <coughs> in Whatcom County. Here here. <laughs> and then not so finally. Uh, I really want to establish an emergency response fund because in light of all of the recent uh, natural disasters that we've had, especially the November 2021 flooding, uh, we've got wildfires and a host of other uh, issues, uh, we really do need to beef up our emergency management response, uh, take off the burden with law enforcement, first responders, uh, EMS, and so on, and um, and really have a program in place so that we are ready as soon as the disaster hits within the first hour and a half to preserve property and to preserve life, and then also to be at a county level ready to go for three days, which is the typical response uh, for a county.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. That's great. So- Dan, let's circle back. I, I since I have Ben here, let's let's circle back a little bit on crime, um, and and again we we have tried to I guess go the Bellingham centric way of addressing crime and homelessness, and it's not working. Now we've and you know what you say Bellingham centric Ben, but I say Seattle centric. I mean we're just like monkey see monkey do over here. If Seattle does it, then we must too. Um, Seattle's starting to roll back some things. And we just seen they're going to start prosecuting for n- the word knowingly. I get some every time I think, but knowing drug possession. Now <coughs> I think th- this is actually a step in the right direction. And d- do you think Ben will get on board, Dan? What do you say?
6: Do I think Ben will get on
3: board? No,
2: I. I you know, Ben, will you get on, You think we're yeah. going to get on board at the council level?
3: Yeah, I, 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 I have been. I wanted to see how the state was going to fix it. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they fixed it no. entirely, and I think that we could do something legislatively here on the council if we have enough votes. Um, I absolutely think possession should be illegal. Uh, I think um, we're, we're not we're not just dealing with addiction with our fentanyl crisis. Mm-hmm. We are at one pill can kill. Yeah, kids are dying in home just because the stuff is in the home. That's not. That's not. You know, it's it's not an addiction issue. If the first time you take the pill, you're you can die. I right. mean, that's where we're at. And so, just allowing people to possess uh, and and not prosecute, we got to remember that the the thing that the free them all mindset love they love booking restrictions. Mm-hmm. We cannot have booking restrictions. We need to be able to bring people in that need to come in. Right. And we haven't been doing that.
2: Right. So, Dan, I would consider this an emergency. We have children dying. We have people are becoming further addicted. We are making the homeless crisis worse. I think this is an emergency. What would you do?
6: Yeah, within the powers that I have for an emergency management, um, I think that we got to take full action. There's a couple things. We've got a leadership problem right now within Whatcom County, and we need to make some specific changes. So with the department heads and those who are building kingdoms and fiefdoms on the back of taxpayer dollars, I really want to put you on notice. And in addition to that, I also want to encourage people who are concerned about law enforcement and tactics and whatnot, um, it's really important that law enforcement be able to do the job that they were hired to do. Uh, They're there to enforce the law. So I, I view the county council, the executive's office, and other you know, branches of government, I view it as a gas clutch. You can only make the car go forward when you have a a right balance or a combination of that gas and clutch. Um, If we don't take some very, I would say, very intentional steps in the very near future, then I think that we're going to continue to devolve as a society within Whatcom County. Uh, We're going to put the burden on the residents as opposed to the criminals who are breaking our laws. Yeah,
3: Dan, when you uh, I I love that you just brought that up cuz this is the second time I've been exposed to your 6-point plan. I like it. Um but the my the first thought I had the first time I heard it was well that's not his job, that's my job. <laughs> uh <laughs> or our job as a council. And so um I love that you incorporate how we can work together to get there. Um and it it takes it it takes all of us. You know, uh, these are all nonpartisan positions and we should be able to put politics aside and get to a resolution um, between between the groups. But unfortunately, I see politics get in the way of of a better outcome for Whatcom County. And I think the people of Whatcom County shouldn't tolerate that anymore.
2: I agree. And, you know, so Ben, on, on the the issues we've been spending more money on, they seem you know they're social issues more than anything. So, what would be something that you would like to see change immediately that could open up funding for things that need we need to spend money on?
3: <clears throat> there, <laughs> Ashley, I think that there are things that we could do immediately that would not cost a dime, mm. and we would get better outcomes um unfortunately i'm not trying to pass the buck here. Unfortunately, I believe a lot of it the burden falls on the executive branch. so if I could ask Dan a question, yep, go for it um one of the th- one of the things I appreciated about our current um executive is is that he's a really nice guy. he's very nice. but what I want to know, Dan is some of these issues you talked about it in planning and development services. Our health department has doubled in size over the last four years. Um, Are we getting better outcomes from those departments? As a council member, I'm not allowed to meddle in their affairs. I'm not allowed to direct staff. What we need is an executive who's willing to have that difficult conversation with these department heads to get a better outcome. For too long, we've had complacency, and we are not seeing the changes that have been promised over time from these department heads. Are you willing to have, are you able to have that difficult conversation or are you a nice guy?
6: I'm not a nice guy, Ben. Uh, I'm being hired by the voters to do specifically what they install me to do. And that is to represent their values, to represent their belief systems, and to take the intentional steps necessary to solve problems. Now, You mentioned the health department. I've got a a, a walkthrough and a meeting and a tour uh, with the health department here in the next seven days. And um, one of my concerns is that we have grown so much over COVID. Uh, I believe we're presently at 139 of staff, and I believe that 2024 budget was for 142. I need to know specifically why that is, and is it an effective department? If it's not, then There's clearly going to be an executive review, and we're going to have very difficult conversations as to what we're focusing on and where taxpayer money is being spent. Um, From a planning and development perspective, uh, clearly, you know, as I talk to residents and I do my campaign tours and whatnot, um, I hear a lot about uh, understaffing and uh, all of the problems and the issues, and I believe a lot of that has to do with process And so um, I've mentioned before from the podium that day one, we're going to be looking at the permitting process because that's what people really care about. And it's really important that um, we take that through a a strategic review and we get into the, uh, I would say, the streamlining process to understand why people are not able to do with their properties what they choose and what they want, and especially our industrial and commercial folks as well. You mean the folks that
3: are creating living wage jobs for the people of walking County, those people?
1: Mm, mm-hmm.
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, Dan, real quick, if I can, um, I, what got me into politics was land use policy. And I've been on, I was in the planning commission 10 years ago when our current planning and development services director was hired. And the first thing he did, he came in and said, Hey, we're going to, we're going to do a code scrub we're going to uh planning and development services is going to be run with a customer first mentality. We're we're going to treat this like a business. We're going to serve the customer, which is the people of Whatcom County. I don't see it. The people that contact me daily don't see it. It hasn't gotten better, it's gotten worse and it 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 needs to be addressed.
2: You know, I I Ben you touch on his uh, our current executive. He's a nice guy. And we're going to we're going to close out here in a sec, but he's a nice guy. I don't think we need like the school counselor. We need a leader. And and so I encourage you as listeners to go check out Dan's plan further at danparty.com and Ben, please remind the the listeners what was your website again?
3: Ellen Boss for Council.
2: Ellen Boss for Council. So go check out these two gentlemen. But more importantly, I want you to make sure to vote come November. Get your friends to vote. Get your family to vote. Thank you both for being on. Really appreciate both of you coming on and and speaking today. So maybe we can have you on again soon or one of the other Saturday Morning Live hosts. All right. have Have a good weekend, you guys.